0: Come, Holy Spirit. Open our eyes to see your work in the world about us. Open our ears to hear your truth. Open our hearts and our minds and our wills to embrace it with the totality of our beings. In the name of the one holy and undivided God. Amen. know, our collect sets the tone for the lessons that are going to follow. And this one's really interesting because at first glimpse, it doesn't seem to line up so straightforwardly, but listen. Oh God, your almighty power is chiefly shown In mercy and pity. Grant us the fullness of your grace. Give us the grace that we need, that running to obtain your promises, that running and looking for the promises that God has given us throughout our history and story and covenant with God we may become partakers of your heavenly treasure. Heavenly treasure, I don't believe we think of as the afterlife anymore. I hope not anyway. And after today, I certainly hope not. Heavenly treasure is the grace and the transformation that grace gives us as we learn to follow in the footsteps of our beloved Lord Jesus. The really interesting thing about this is that our Bible, our Old Testament, Hebrew Scriptures, and New Testament are full of terrible things that people do to one another, beginning, of course, with Cain and Abel. Right from the get go, we as humans create other. Because we have to build our huge egos and work to survive. And our major reaction in terms of survival is over against one another. That's And God uses our frailty to show his mercy and his pity over and over and over again in these stories of men and women messing up, being cruel, being wildly unjustified. Injust, unjust. Over and over again, our human reality is shown in the stories of our scripture. And over and over again, God beckons, calls, points, pleads. And promises to help us grow and change, to help us be filled with grace so that we can hear with clarity how to move forward, how to live our lives, how to make decisions. What is of value? What holds eternal importance? All the crucial decisions that we make in our everyday lives. How to live with one another. How to be humble enough to listen, even to our spouses, to our children to our grandchildren, to all the people in our lives who present different ideas that are threatening, that shake up our worlds, little and big. All the things that happen to us day in and day out, that in truth bring us to our knees. In truth, bring us to the truth that without the pity and the mercy of God, without the infusion of grace and love of Jesus, we can't deal. We can't. That's the truth. And that's the truth, ours as humans, the promise God's in Jesus, filling us with the absolute covenant that we are loved unconditionally and granted the grace that we need to do the work and live the lives that we are called to live as followers of Jesus. Did you hear these wonderful words from the letter of Timothy? But as for you, the scripture says man of God, I will change it to child of God. Shun away, I've skipped a line. Shun away from all of the distractions of our earthly temptations. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance and gentleness, and gentleness. Two strong words in that list. Pursue and endure. It's not a cakewalk. It's hard work. And we are told over and over and over again not to give up to persist, to endure. Because the promises give us life. And here comes the rub. I think it's possible to imagine that this section of Luke's Gospel also answers the question that we heard not that long ago. Remember, who is my neighbor? To which we were told that wonderful parable, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And so here that question again rings as we review that story. Listen for an interesting surprise, I think. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man, Lazarus by name, covered with sores who longed to satisfy his hunger with the stuff that fell from the rich man's table. The interesting thing right off the get-go is what do we know about the rich man? How do we know his name? Uh Uh-uh. We know about his finery. The really interesting thing is when Jesus is speaking to people who want healing throughout all of the Gospels, they are named, or he asks, them what their name is. And in this of the two people, the only one named is the poor, homeless guy who has is covered with sores and has no place for respite. He is named. The rich man continues throughout the story unnamed. My brothers and sisters in Christ. Do you know that our gazebo, right behind us, is populated by the homeless and vagrants throughout the day, from nine o'clock in the morning when they're shut out of the John Graves' housing to five o'clock in the evening. And quite understandably, they take shelter in our gazebo. More difficultly for us, in fact, they use the corner and the steps that go down into our basement as a little tree. This has been ebbing and that's not the right thing to say. This has been a problem for a while, and then it went away, and now it's it's resurfaced, only much more, much more consistent now. And our vestry has begun discussing how to address this issue with our neighbors. You all know that many of our people come faithfully on Monday mornings, create a wonderful meal, and make sandwiches for many of these same folk to take home with them, to take home with them for the evening. That is a faithful ministry that our parishioners do every single week of the year. Well, we have a new twist, don't we? We have a big problem for our employees. It's not safe. It's not healthy. It is despoiling our property. Our gardeners who work voluntarily to keep our grounds beautiful, come across this waste. It's a huge issue. And our vestry has begun to tease at the many, many layers that this presents. There is no one This is something that isn't just our problem, though it is happening on our property. But it's happening also within a couple of feet in the town's property. We are not the only building that has some of these same issues. You and I know also that homelessness and vagrancy because of lack of affordable housing, because of lack of um, appropriate and consistent mental health care, has grown and grown and grown and and continues to grow. There are no slam-dunk answers here. There are lots of questions We serve these, our neighbors. How, in the name of Jesus, we serve these, our neighbors. Questions. Lots of them. Lots of them. Questions. We, as a vestry, we as leaders in this community, we as parishioners here, and stewards of our building and our property, neighbors of these folk, must ask ourselves, must find ways to discuss with one another. I'm quite sure we'll have a jillion possible solutions, which is good, provided We really do discuss and listen, talk imaginatively and creatively. Pray for clarity and compassion and guidance amongst ourselves. We have a few weeks, a window of a few weeks, between now and when the vestry meets again in the middle of October. To begin that discussion, I ask you to pray every single day between now and then. Pray for clarity, pray for wisdom, pray for insight, Pray for creative thinking. Pray for whom, with whom we can partner. How we can begin to address this complex issue that directly affects us and directly affects our neighbors within feet of us. Before that next vestry meeting, we will have a parish meeting where we'll discuss it together. And one of the things that will happen is that we will get a step-by-step process for beginning to solve this issue. It will not be a one-thing solution. It will undoubtedly have many steps and layers to it. And it is meet and right for us to be deeply humbled by this truth. It can be exciting. It can be a direct call for us to be the direct hands and heart and imaginations of Jesus. That's our call. That's who we're called to be. That's who we know we can be. As we are humble to recognize our limits and our absolute, absolute and utter need for the grace of God, the imagination of God, the endurance of ourselves, gentleness, All the promises that God has for us as we turn to God daily, each of us. One person can't do it alone, even a couple, even three or four or five or six. It will take us all. And the good news is we're all here. And the good news is We all know the truth of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, and the promise to use us creatively and beautifully for his sake.